This episode of The Real Health Podcast is brought to you by Vitable, taking the guesswork out of vitamins. Personalized vitamins, premium quality, all delivered to your door. Use code VIT30 for 30% off your first month. Read the labels, follow directions of use. If symptoms persist, talk to your healthcare professional. Vitamin and mineral supplements should not replace a balanced diet. Hey guys, welcome back to The Real Health Podcast. Empowering you to find your version of real health. We're your hosts, Ebony May. And Carla Michelle. In today's episode, we're talking all things career. So where did we start? Where are we now? What are our best tips? We've also got some stats that may shock you. And we chat at the end with Emma Warren from She Flourishes to learn all about how you can experience more joy, pleasure, and freedom in our professional and personal lives. But first things first, Carla, give me your real health recap. Okay, Eb. So... We are in Victoria as we're speaking and we're currently in lockdown again. So sending love to everyone in Melbourne. So yeah, the weeks have been a little bit different. Just trying to stay motivated, trying to get my workouts in, even though I've just done numero uno for this week. But yeah, trying to stay motivated, just keep a positive mind. What about you? Yeah, same thing. So luckily, because I'm in regional Vic, this is our last day in lockdown. Unfortunately, you're going to be in there for another week, which absolutely sucks. that's awesome for you guys. Yeah. I mean, I also am like stood down for this week because gyms aren't open in regional Vic either. So... Oh, yeah, right. Didn't even think of that. Yeah. So until the 11th, but it's totally fine. I've got a lot to do. Like, I'm really lucky. You know, I can be working on the podcast and Nourish and Brunch and stuff. And it's been kind of nice. Like, Jordan and I have spent a lot of time together. He works from home, but obviously I haven't been, you know, going. So I've been sleeping in a lot, which has been nice. I never usually sleep in, but obviously I haven't been really having to be anywhere. And giving my body just so much rest, which has been really, really nice. And have you still been doing your um, class workouts like via Zoom and things like that? Or I did three. So we divided it up amongst a few instructors. So I did have that. Those days were my most productive days. And I found that like, I think it was maybe Tuesday was that day that I was in a complete rut and I was just, you know, really feeling locked down and really feeling unproductive. But I felt a lot better in those days where I was teaching in the morning and starting my day with some exercise first thing instead of, you know, sleeping in. Like there's nothing wrong with sleeping in, but it just sort of was a little bit depressing. Like I would stay in bed and then I was like, I don't feel like getting up. I don't have to be anywhere. Like I don't need to get dressed today. There was one day I didn't even go outside at all. I don't know. It kind of plays tricks on your mind being in lockdown. And I definitely think Victorians, especially Melbournians, it's like we've just been through this so many times. So some of it, like there's no, there's absolutely no novelty left in it. And I think, yeah, it kind of, you know, the first few days I was like, yep, this is all good. And it's just that middle period. I was like, whoa, I feel like a potato. That's enough talk about COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Let's be positive. What is your real health recommendation this week? Okay. So we were just chatting about this and my recommendation is actually a song this week. No, I know what you're going to say. It was, that was my recommendation. (laughs) No, was that going to be yours? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. I feel like everyone knows what I'm about to say, but is it Olivia Rodrigo or Rodriguez? Well, I'm getting my Apple Music happening. Um, but yeah, so it's good for you or just her album in general. I've really started to to vibe it. And I saw you on your stories today vibing out to it. And I messaged you and I was like, that's been me all week. 
I know. I feel like I've been really late to the game. Like, people have been talking yeah, about this for ages. And then all of a sudden, I was like, yeah. And we're both, like, in, you know, quite happy relationships. So, it's just, it's yeah. so, you know, like, long-term relationships. But we're like, good for you. You it know, just, like, it's, it's such so a vibe. Like, and it just mm. gets you motivated. And the thing is, too, I usually like totally different genre to that. Like, I like R&B, chill vibes type of music. So, it's very different that I like something like that. But it just... It's been so good just to get vibing, like get get up and do things and have that mm. beat. Yeah. Like I saw you putting your um, – were you putting things in the dishwasher? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, like it's just so good to have in the background and get you going. Yeah, same. So, yeah, any – recommend any vibe song that gets you going and gets you motivated. <gasps> we should start a Real Health podcast playlist. Yes, done. All right, let's do that. I mean, it probably won't be in this like episode link, but we will link it. We'll work on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll start working on it. Definitely going to have Good For You as the first song. And I think the vibe should be like, it pumps you up. Yeah, definitely. You know, like that kind of vibe. Because I think especially like with lockdown, you know that, oh, sorry, we're back there again. But when you feel a little bit like stagnant, I can't explain it. It's that energetic thing. When you put that music on and you start moving, you just feel so much better. Exactly. So yeah, we will do that. I mean, that was my recommendation. Let me quickly see if I can just pluck one out of the air. What would I recommend? What about what were you having for brekkie today? Oh, I did. I did. I I did have some wheat bix, which I've been on. I haven't spoken about them on the podcast, but like gluten-free wheat bix because I'm celiac. I haven't had wheat bix for a long time. I think it's like for the nostalgia, but it's a really nice quick breakfast. I, I think nutritionally they're pretty good too. It was it was good. I was like wolfing it down before we started recording, guys, but it's I don't know. I don't think I've never been like a porridge gal. So I have dabbled in like quinoa oats and stuff, but this I just really like, and it's really like quick. And I will say like this, and this will like mortify some people. I put the milk in the bowl first and then I warm it up and then, I, and then I put it in and then I mash it up. Like I'm a wheat bix masher. I wish you guys could have seen my facial expressions. <laughs> I was like, Oh, and then I was like, Oh, actually that's a good idea. <laughs> Okay, so wheat bix and good for you. So go get them pumping and get your bowls warming up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Warm up your bowl while you're playing. Good for you. Before we dive in, we need to do the real quick cue. For those of you who don't know, real quick cue is a new segment that we're bringing into our episodes. It can be ab- be about absolutely everything. This one is specifically about careers, which is great because we're talking about careers today. But it can be anything. So just jump into our DMs and ask us a question, and you might be on the podcast. So today's question is: Do you know of a career which uses nutrition degree to help underserved communities? So firstly, I think it's so amazing that she wants to use a nutrition degree to help underserved communities and I think you need to have a bit of a look at like firstly I think whenever you do something knowing your why is so important and you already know your why like you want to help underserved communities so that's like tick 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 there and we came up with a lot of different ideas I sort of went to a different place than you went to so I'll go through mine first you could work with food van or you know people who are already doing like soup kitchens and stuff and help them to make more nutritionally dense meals you know maybe it's your own business and own company where you use foods 
that are, you know, going to be thrown out from the supermarket. And then you come up with a program kind of like HelloFresh, but it's free for people who can't afford it. What you, you went kind of like the education route, didn't you? Yeah. So I really love that idea though, Eb, of like being really sustainable and using the produce that's going to go to waste. That's incredible. My brain went a little bit more like going to community centers or hosting different events in your community that uh, in communities that need a little bit more education around what healthy looks like and how they can implement that into their day-to-day lives really with simple and easy tips, just tangible things that they can use in their everyday life. So more of an educational piece. Mm, Absolutely. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sending in your question. And just a reminder, they will be anonymous as well. So you can ask absolutely whatever you like and we will not use your name. Let's dive into the content of today's episode. I thought that a good place to start would be chatting about the difference between a job and a career because I feel like I use them both interchangeably and I didn't really know I guess, what the difference was between them. This is just according to Indeed.com. So apparently a job is work you perform to earn money to support your basic needs versus a career is a long-term professional journey you may determine based on your passions. Yes, I absolutely love that. And another thing to mention is that we sometimes have to have a job for a certain amount of time so that we can go into our career. You know, it doesn't just always happen like very quickly for us. So sometimes you might have to be in a certain job that you don't particularly love, but it's going to bring you to that next stage in your career. Mm, Completely. And I think we can talk about that a little bit more. Yeah later when we talk about our stats and stuff like that it's also a position of privilege you know to be even just born into the country that we're born into we have so many privileges overseas it would just be laughable to say everyone should love and enjoy you know everything that they're doing so for work so yeah we would definitely touch on that later I thought that a good place to start would be us discussing I guess, our past and up to where we are right now, we're both only 23 years old. So I think it sounds funny us acting as if we'd had this whole big past, but we both (laughs) kind of have. So I think I'll go first because I I know a lot of the listeners, if they have listened to other episodes, will know the kind of vibe of things that have happened for me on my journey career-wise. Essentially, I wanted to be a lawyer. I changed my mind. A few days before applications closed, ended up applying for a Bachelor of Human Nutrition because I found that in my spare time, I was always opting to study and just research just for fun. And it sort of didn't even occur to me that that could be a job. I think because I enjoyed it so much. At this time, I went into my gap year deferred and I was working at a supermarket, the same supermarket I've been working at. I worked there for a total of five years. So I started when I was quite young and amazing job, amazing experience, amazing opportunity, amazing learnings and lessons. It was really, really great. I wasn't, you know, fist pumping to, to go and, and, and check out items every single day, but I learned a lot from that role. It also helps me with confidence and just talking to people. I kind of, I was never a shy person growing up, but it, it's sort of daunting, you know, talking to adults who you don't know very well. And obviously a lot of the time coming to supermarkets, adults. So uh, really great for conversation skills and my confidence. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was a fun time of my life. And then I finished that and went to university, ended up also studying personal training because I sort of wanted to fill those gaps. I was like, okay, there's nutrition, which is important, but movement is also really important. And then I went and did extra, you know, wellness certifications and dived into pre and 
postnatal. And I think the biggest thing that I did was follow my passion and follow my intuition, which took me a while to, I guess, get in tune with. And I'm still working on that now. I started the podcast. I think that's an important thing to address. You know, it's only just started bringing in money and I've been doing it since 2018. And it's definitely not bringing in money that I could just like only do this one day, fingers crossed. I've always just sort of gone, okay, what am I super passionate about? And it's it hasn't even been for a lot, lot of things like the podcast. It wasn't like sitting down and being like, should I do this? It was, I felt called to do that. I felt called to be a trainer. I feel called to do things with nutrition. Finished university, I was sitting on the floor planning Nourish and Brunch stuff, which is the event that I host and have hosted and hosting again this month. Insane. I was on the phone to Jordan and I knew that after Nourish and Brunch, I was going to get a little bit like antsy, like what am I doing now? He said, if you could work anywhere and do anything, what would you do? I said, I would live in Geelong and I would work at a certain gym. And I ended up applying. They weren't advertising. I got the role. I was doing two classes a week. Within a year, I was managing that studio. And I just have left that role. So it was it was no longer aligned, I guess, to me and to my values. It was no longer giving me joy. And that's something I won't go into great depth in. But it was something that I think taking the position probably was going against my intuition. I probably feel like in an ideal world, maybe I wouldn't have, but I don't regret it for a second because it taught me so, so much. And it was only, you know, five months really in that role. And I think the biggest thing for me, which I know we'll talk about later, I was apprehensive to leave because I didn't want to be a quitter and all those sorts of things, but it has sort of landed me in this position now. I teach Pilates as my main source of income. I also have my own clients. Like we said, we have the podcast, which is eventually going to be bringing in more. And yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. But I guess the whole message and thing for me is that I did a few things that I didn't like you know when I was at university I worked at a cafe that I hated like absolutely hated I was in my 20s and they paid me $15 an hour which oh no Eb. I mean I think that's <laughs> bad right and it was cash and they were so I just oh my goodness I could not stand working there I hated it the other one I worked at a gym for $17 an hour and the I've talked about this, I think, in an episode ages ago. He was the worst boss. He was so, so rude and, like, would swear at me and stuff. So it's definitely all those things I think I'm so glad for and so grateful for because it gave me so many lessons and learnings. So I guess in a nutshell, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) There was a few things in there that I didn't know about you, Herb. So thank you so much for going in depth about that. But, yeah, like, I guess what I sort of took away from that is that you can, you know, have – so many different jobs and different opportunities that come up but it's all about you know that each thing brings you to something new and at that time you felt called to do that particular job for example the gym and then it no longer served you so you moved on so you're never stuck I guess and again we will go into that but yeah I um I think my journey is a little bit similar to you in terms of we sort of changed ideas of what we thought we were going to do long term. So I actually started out as a skin therapist. So during high school, I was always, well, I was a big nerd. I still am a big nerd. I loved chemistry and biology and more so like learning how the body works. So I guess it's a no brainer now that I want to go down the nutrition path. I sort of had my own issues with my skin. And at the time in high school, I would do my own research. And that's what took me down that path of beauty therapy. And I did have a successful career in beauty therapy. I obviously started from the bottom and worked my way up. So I started working at a five-star hotel, but doing like spa attending. So very glamorous, picking up towels and changing over the rooms and things like that. And then 
I moved into a skin clinic to where I worked my way up as a manager. And I learned so, so much. And I'm so grateful for that position and for that company and learned so much along the way. But during that time when COVID sort of hit, I was still working at the skin clinic. I obviously got stood down for a while there and I sort of feel like this is where my health journey started. I was lactose intolerant, had no idea what was going on, did my own research, started to research a lot into health and wellness because I was so sick of feeling sick, to be honest. I sort of went down this whole path of really tuning in and looking at the way I was eating and my relationship with food because it did take a little bit of a turn there when I wanted to sort of lose a little bit of weight just during COVID, the first lockdown. I kind of binge eat and things like that, but maybe we can go into that in another episode. Through sort of curing my own relationship with food, I found my passion for health and wellness. So I started studying online whilst I was working so that I could still be earning money to pay my mortgage. I'm currently studying my certificate four in health and wellness coaching and in nutrition. So I was doing that for a while and it was all getting a little bit too much. I was also planning a wedding, so I had a lot on my plate. Something had to sort of shock me to realize that, hey, I need to go down the path I actually want to go down. I need to listen to my intuition, stop letting the fear take control and actually take my career seriously and do what I actually want to do. So I finally worked up the courage to leave that position as manager. And like I said, I am very grateful for it. And I learned a lot along the way. And I feel like I wouldn't be where I am today without it. But I'm really excited and looking forward to the future because it's brought me the opportunity to do the podcast with Ebb. A couple of new things are coming up for me as well, which is really exciting. So yeah, a bit of a journey there. So much of a journey. And I think what I want to dive into is, you know, we're both 23 years old. We both had a manager position and a management title. You know, that's not really, you don't really come by a female manager, 23 years old. I think people might be thinking, why would you leave that? Why would you, you know, a lot of people, like including both of us, like we wanted to get there. We wanted to strive to get there. Once we got there, then we ended up leaving. And I think that an important conversation to have is about why do you leave? When do you leave? When should you leave? So I guess, what would you, what would you say to that? Well, the thing is for me, I Felt like I was at a position where I was no longer growing. I was quite stagnant. I was the one who was training other people and I was obviously, you know, enjoying that so, so much. I got to a point where I think I just burnt out. Like there was a lot on my plate and obviously great to have that as a role and have that as your title. But unfortunately it gets to a stage where sometimes things look better on the outside than what they seem. I actually ended up you know, getting burnout and having to seek professional help for it. So I would suggest (laughs) to sort of just understand that it's not worth it to just say, oh, you know, I'm a manager, I have X position or just because it sounds good when you're kind of putting your mental health and what you really want to do to the wayside, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. I think you have to ask yourself, what is it? What is it for? And what is it worth for me? A lot of the people outside work in my personal life, you know, my partner was like, you just don't seem yourself anymore. My parents thought that. And I think both of us, you know, are quite upbeat and like bubbly people. So it's people do notice. And it's sad when you don't really notice yourself and then someone brings it up and you're like, oh, okay, obviously, you know, and you shouldn't care about what people say about you. But I think there should be those core people in your life who are in your inner circle who if they say, hey, you're not yourself. Sometimes it takes them saying that for you to actually realize. And I, and it did, it did that for me. I was thinking I'm really putting this job above my own 
mental health and my consideration of myself and my, I guess, my version of real health, which is what everything comes back to. I wasn't embodying what real health meant to me. And it's still, you know, it really, really derailed me mm-hmm. from my healthy lifestyle, I would say. I feel like I'm still getting back to where I would like to be. It hasn't been an easy transition. I'm still eating so much more sugar than I actually want to be eating. And like I said, if you want to eat a lot of sugar, like go for it. But I'm pointing to myself. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not really, it, I just don't like how how I am right now. And it's definitely improved and I've gotten myself way better. But it took such a toll on my physical and mental health. It takes a while to get back, you know? I think that's when you kind of, okay, my habits are changing. What I usually do is changing. You can kind of start to see that pattern. Is it worth putting your mental health, your physical health, your overall well-being to the wayside? Spoiler alert. No, it's not. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. So, and even for me, like I do want to touch on as well, getting professional help is so, so important, especially if that's something that you think would be good for you. I got to the point where I had to seek it, which I never have in the past, but I do have family history with depression and anxiety and I'm in such a great place now, thankfully. But I think I just needed that. And when I actually seeked professional help, they actually said to me like, it's it's time to leave. You know, you do have these symptoms and you're um, you're showing symptoms of burnout as well as depression and anxiety. And yeah, it's, it's a whole buildup of things, but it's also that you've just pushed yourself a little bit too far. Go and chat to someone if that's something that you think could help you before you sort of get to that level where you're sort of forced to leave, where the decision's kind of made for you. Can we talk about, I guess, what makes it hard to leave? It's super scary. I had so much fear. And I, I and I think a lot of people go through this, is that the fear of what others think of you. I just didn't want to be seen as, as a failure. Mm, or a quitter. Did you feel like that as well? Mm. Yeah. Or, oh, she wasn't, you know, able to hold that role where I held a manager role for three years. It's not that I wasn't able to, it's that I had to put my health first. And also I think it's the fear of failure, but also the fear of unknown. Like, where am I going to go from next? This is all I've known. The beauty industry is all I've known. Like you always say, I think it's a lot of it is your comfort zone. You know, you're leaving something that's comfortable because it can be it doesn't just because it's not lighting you up doesn't mean it's not comfortable you know you know it and you're you understand it so I think leaving that a big thing for people especially you know for you I plan to still stay in that industry but for you you're kind of moving to a whole different industry so it wouldn't have been easy in the way that all you really knew was skin. Those two things that we just spoke about were the main things that were holding me back, being comfortable and letting my fear get in the way. I look back and I wish I had done it sooner. In saying that, I know everything happens for a reason and that it all happened in the way it was supposed to. Okay, so I want to move now into the research that we've done about this. And I think we've both found some things that are super interesting. I think before we get into that, though, I do just want to talk about kind of what you touched on at the start. When you look at your career or your job, being unhappy is not the same necessarily as being not passionate about your role. And I I don't think it depends on your personality. I don't think you necessarily have to be super passionate about what you're doing. I really don't think so. If you're so content working as an IT person, right, and you get so much money from doing that, 
the way that you get your passion and your and your joy is let's say you bird watch <laughs> yeah you're a bird watcher so you know in the morning in the afternoon you just love bird watching and that's where you get your passion and your drive then i'm not saying that you should leave your it job in the pursuit of becoming an olympian bird watcher do you know what i mean i think i know it's exactly so what you're trying to say to, yeah yeah to acknowledge that we don't have to necessarily i believe and, and like i said i think it depends on your personality i believe that i have to be passionate about what i'm doing so if you're if somebody's saying like oh yeah i don't like i'm not super passionate about this role i would then say but are you unhappy in that role if you're unhappy then that's a different story you know i can handle someone saying i'm not super passionate about it I'm like cool like but are you content as a human being and are you happy if the answer is yes then i don't have anything else to say you know like i think the other thing you can ask yourself is okay this I don't feel super passionate about this and I know that passion is missing from my life and happiness and a sense of contentment is missing from my life is that something that I want through my career or is it something that I need through my career maybe it's a side hustle maybe it's like I said bird watching after work you know going for like watching the sun rise in the morning and maybe it's something different we can all add joy and, you know, you spoke about this in the last Motivation episode. Like, you can add joy exactly. and, and, and happiness to different parts of your life in different ways. So I think it's just important for us to address that we are not coming on here and saying that if you're not super, super passionate about your job, you should quit. Like, absolutely not. No, definitely not. <laughs> it is a big thing that we that we have in our lives. Yeah, a job. And if we wake up every day and we're dreading it, absolutely dreading it, there's something wrong there. But if it's something that you have to do, you're saving for that car, you're saving for that house, you have a goal in mind, it works for you right now, go for it. Absolutely. There was a statistic I found, which was really interesting, I wanted to share. So according to the Nutritional Therapy Association of Australia, one in four Australians are unhappy at their job. So 25% of Australians. Mm. Is that not mind-blowing? Yeah. And I think that's what I'm saying. Like that is so different to saying that you're not super passionate about your role. So I think that, you know, and we've been talking a lot about leaving your job and and whether it makes you happy or not. That to me, that is like quite shocking that one in four people are really unhappy in their work. And I think that if that then the next question I would ask yourself, you're unhappy at work, does that make you unhappy like in your everyday life? Then that's something else to address. And I think one barrier there is, you know, okay, well, what am I going to do after that? And I just want to chat really quick about, there was an article that I saw in Undercover Recruiter. It's by Sophie Deering. And she was talking about a few things when it comes to job applications, which kind of shocked me. And I know a lot of the people who listen to the podcast are women. Men are more likely to apply for any role that takes their interests, even if they only meet 60% of the requirements. Whereas women are more selective and will only apply for jobs that they think suit their skills and personality and fit 100% of the requirements for. And I think of course, you're going to be apprehensive about leaving a role if you're being a perfectionist about actually applying for another role. If you cut down 80% of the things that you're going for, you're reducing your chance by so, so much. So I think it's something to look at if you're, you know, even if you're just coming out of university or if you are looking for a career change, if you're, if that is, if that's you, if you're someone who is doubting themselves and like, I'm not saying apply to be a doctor if you don't have a medical degree, but I think we need to stop underselling ourselves because how are we meant to 
progress in our career if we don't back ourselves, you know? Definitely. Another statistic I found from that same research paper was that 68% of people, so two thirds of those that were interviewed, prioritize work-life balance, only 68% of them. I think that that statistic should be 100% of people should prioritize their work-life balance. But I know that life gets in the way sometimes, but that's just something to mention too. If If you feel like you're stuck in your current role, and you are not prioritizing your work-life balance, it's such an important part of Mm. your health. (laughs) Completely. And I want to just leave like this section on the note that, you know, when we look at leaving high school, there is so much pressure. You know, in year 10, we have to pick our subjects to be able to do them in year 12, to be able to get, they have the prerequisites to get into the course that we want to do at university. But we also have to get a certain mark, you know, and we're literally ranked against other people like I, you know, and I've spoken in my episode about um, DE12s, I got a bad ATAR and I'm okay. I love that episode. (laughs) So you can, you can go back and listen to that if you would like to. But I think what I want to share is a little statistic from the Foundation for Young Australians on a report that they based on employment and career trends among young Australians. And the quote from here that I want to highlight is that it's more like that a 15-year-old today will experience a portfolio career, potentially 17 different jobs across five careers in their lifetime. So it's very likely that you will not be in that job for the rest of your life. We don't live in those times anymore. So I think, yes, you want to be happy in your work. Yes, you want to do something worthwhile. Yes, you want to pick the degree that you think is going to be best suited to you. But I think knowing that it's actually not forever and that it's temporary and that we can change, it's a bit more fluid than we once thought, kind of takes some of that pressure off. So I want to round this off before we talk to Emma with some tips. So I know we've both got three tips. Can you give me your first tip? Okay, so I think the first one that is really, really important to remember is that we just have to be more gentle with ourselves. So just tuning in to see the way you're feeling in your current role. If it's not serving you, then address it. If you're loving it, keep going. And just to know that leaving doesn't mean you're a failure. Instead, you're going to allow yourself the time and space to grow into where you're actually wanting to be. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Okay, so my first tip, I think, would be figure out what your job or career needs to give you other than money and then be realistic about your values and needs whether a job or career will actually work with them so at the end of the day like yes we need to be getting paid so we can have like pay bills and we can have food on the table and all that kind of stuff I think we need to go into it with the expectation that we need to look after ourselves as well so obviously you're not always going to be in the circumstance where you can just be super super choosy about a job but I think that sometimes people choose a line of work without fully considering and thinking about, okay, well, what does that actually entail? And does that align with my values? Does that align with my ideal lifestyle? Yes, this job is going to pay me, but is that enough for what I need to do for that role? Yeah, I love that. Okay. So for my second tip, you are never going to feel ready. And so to stay is always a risk. You kind of need to take that step forward because leaving your comfort zone is where you grow. Yeah. Exactly. And I can't remember who said this, but I think it was on a podcast where they were talking about the worst case scenario, right? And a lot of people think that the worst case scenario, worst case scenario is, you know, this business doesn't take off and I'm just back where I started. And this person was like, no, the worst case scenario is if you stay doing what you're doing and you don't start that business when that business would have positively impacted like a million people and you would have been able to donate to this charity and would have been able to do this and this and this and this. And I'm like, that's so true. We think about 
the worst case scenario being like, oh, you know, worst case scenario could be this. And then you kind of think like, yeah, I won't do it. But like really when you think about pushing yourself and stepping out of your comfort zone, you need to think about the worst case scenario being like, okay, well, what happens if I don't do this? You know, who misses out? No, that is so powerful. You know, it's like, think about the what if, not just the negative what if, but the positive what if. What if there were, there's so many people that would benefit from what you're going to create and you never took the leap of faith to create it because you were scared. And we're here sitting like, what if it doesn't work? What if it does? Exactly right. You know, I like that. We'll definitely put that on the Instagram because I love that. So my second tip is to research or intern or do work experience. Take a gap year, give yourself time and space. Let yourself try out that role that you're about to commit four years of university degree to and a help loan to. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the time, we, a lot of people rush straight from school to university. They jump into university. They just jump into this role because they, you know, let's say you want to be a lawyer because you thought Suits was really cool and you want to be just like that. You need to actually know what you're going in for. And honestly, Suits is such a good show. Yeah, so many people think a particular job would be cool without actually knowing what it entails and how you're going to feel in that role. So I think it's important when you're looking at careers and potential jobs and your future to be really diligent about researching that. You know, interview people who are already doing it. Talk to, you know, people in the field. Actually go see if you can give up your day to be in that role and see what you think. Okay, hit me with your last tip. Okay, so my final tip, I think it's my favorite, is that your role or your job does not define you. Mm. (laughs) Just let that sink in for a while. So yes, we're all, you know, on this planet and living and and going about our days, doing our jobs, which is what takes up most of our time. Um, But we're actually still human beings. Like, you know, when you introduce yourself to someone, hi, I'm Carla, I'm, you know, a nutritionist to be or is it hi I'm Carla I'm a Capricorn I love nuts with my dog I love you know how how are we actually defined Mm. we're not actually defined by our roles Okay, my last tip is don't compare your job or career to others. We are excelling in different ways. CEO is probably not going to be the most well-traveled person. You know, I mean, maybe they're well-traveled, but they don't do a Euro gap year or, you know, go on a four-month holiday to India. If you own your own business, you're probably not going to have a thriving social life. People who have a thriving social life probably have, you know, a nine-to-five job and they don't do much outside of that. We need to stop comparing our goals to other people's um, and our results to other people's. And I said this in another podcast, but if you you see somebody run a marathon, right, and then you start training to run a marathon, but you didn't even want to run the marathon in the first place, like why are you training to run a marathon when you actually want to be really good at strength training? Like it's just so crazy. Like why are we looking at these people's lives and putting them on a pedestal when we don't actually want it? It's that shiny object syndrome. We're looking at people who have success in their own way and thinking, well, I want that because they haven't. It looks cool. You know, just give people their time in the sun. And it's obviously really, really hard these days. And I am going to say it with social media. (laughs) It's so hard not to compare yourself. I catch myself doing it. And I know that most people catch themselves as well. But yeah, just remember that, you know, it's like always the grass is greener. You know, you think that, oh, she looks so fit or, oh, she's got all her her life together, but we only see what we want to see. You know, we don't see how hard she's worked for that or what she had to sacrifice for that. So yeah, just remember that. Love your life. Focus on making your life better, but for you, not because of other people. 
After the break, we talk to Emma from She Flourishes, all about what to do, whether it's after you've left high school or you want to make a career move, whether you know exactly what direction you want to go in or if you have no idea. But first, a word from our sponsor. Vitable is an Aussie company, all products made in Australia. Their vitamins have high bioavailability, which means they're absorbed easily by the body. They're 100% clean with no nasties. They also put up to 12 products in one daily pack, which means you can say goodbye to the expensive individual vitamin bottles and you can also be more sustainable. Vitable take the guesswork out of choosing your vitamins. They have an online quiz that you can do for free, which helps you decide which vitamins may be best for you. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes below so you can try the quiz now. VIT30 for 30% off your first order. Always read the label, follow the directions for use. If symptoms persist, talk to your healthcare professional. Vitamin and mineral supplements should not replace a balanced diet. Now, let's get back to the episode. So Emma, when it comes to that next step, taking that next step in your career, whether you've left TAFE or university or whether it's just a career change, what would your best advice be for being in that position? I guess when it comes to, you know, the phase of just finishing school or just finishing uni or just finishing TAFE or whatever you've just finished in order to take that next big quantum leap in your life, my biggest piece of advice when it comes to this is to take the focus off your career for a little bit, like obviously stay motivated and keep that momentum there. But if you're not into it, get into personal development because this is the stage of your life where you figure yourself out and the self-discovery period is beautiful. And if you gift yourself that and you allow yourself to go through it, everything else will fall into place, including your career. There were some really great tangible tips there when it comes to personal development and finding out a little bit more about yourself and what path you want to go down. So what about for the students who have just finished year 12 and they do have an idea about the path they want to go down, but they just don't know where to start? So my first recommendation would be to create a vision board when it comes to your career. So, you know, what do you want to achieve with your career like what does that look like where are you working from how many hours per week are you working who are you surrounding yourself with are you working with people or are you working by yourself like get really really clear about what you want to do when it comes to your career and don't put yourself into that nine to five um society box you know like think big there is nothing off limits here it is actual limitless So think about what you really want to do when it comes to your career, not what your parents want you to do, not what you think you should do, but what you actually want to do, like how you can create it for yourself. And don't think to yourself like, oh, that's impossible or doing this field of work, this field of work. It's not. Anything's possible. It's 2021. Anything is possible and it's beautiful. We can work out in our own conditions and our own time and create whatever we want and we need to thrive and really utilize this. And what is really cool doing this manifestation process is to write a letter from your future self. So write a letter from yourself in a year's time saying all of the things that you have achieved and you've done and you've manifested in terms of your career as a result of you making this intention now. So this is a really beautiful way of really like believing in yourself and building that trust in yourself that you're going to get there. And look at this letter whenever you need a hint of inspiration. Yes, I feel like that will be so helpful to people who just want to really drill in and go after their goals and dreams. So can you chat a little bit now? What about people who don't really know what field they're going to go into, what job they want to have? They don't really know, I guess, how they want to live their lives professionally. What I really want you to do is get super clear in terms of what you want 
you may have been living your life from a state of what society and your parents want from you um, and their expectations, but I want you to get really clear about what you want and tap into your heart and tap into your heart and see what what, your, what does your heart want? Like what, what impact do you want to make on the world? What follow, what like lights you up and what lights you up and look at every area of your life what lights you up. Like there's no, you have to go study medicine and be a doctor. Like you don't have to do that. You can literally just start random stuff and be creative when it comes to it. Um, like think about like, what do you do outside of work? What do you spend your time doing? Like what, what lights you up? Like, what do you spend your time Googling? Like all of these sorts of things. And think about like your values as well. So for mine, mine is passion, relationships and happiness. So it's like, how can your career incorporate your values with it as well? Yours may be different. Yours may be adventure. So like, how can you maybe have a career in an adventure? Like you never know. So just spend some time really like sitting with yourself with it. And also, just really being conscious about what you're doing from your day-to-day life that lights you up, that you enjoy doing, that makes you excited and thinking about how you can incorporate with that with a career. What's really important when it comes to this journey and this process is to one, not be too hard on yourself. Like don't be like, oh, I haven't figured it out yet. What's wrong with me? Like, no. Some people spend their, their whole lives figuring out, you know, which you won't, you'll figure it out. <laughs> but it's really important to enjoy this process because when you're in that, joyful state that's when you're going to figure it out not when you're in this like oh rush gotta figure it out like no you're not going to figure it out in that state be joyful enjoy it and don't compare your journey to anybody else's and yeah when it comes to it like test and try things you know like don't be afraid to go apply for a job that you think may be cool try it for a bit sort of be really conscious about what you like and what you don't like and go to the next thing or don't be afraid to sign up for a course and do it and then be like oh maybe I don't like it like just don't be afraid to like test and try because I feel like that's what I did when it came to my career you know I worked in social media I worked in events I worked in online business and although I'm not doing those things now they have come so like the fact that I have that experience and the skills and the knowledge in that sector is so freaking handy when it comes to my business now it's all been like a beautiful journey because those things I still use social media for my business I still do host events for my business I still obviously work in online business so it it's all really really helped me and don't think like oh here we are again like I still haven't figured it out just trust that what you're doing now and the experience that you're learning is going to eventually help you when it comes to finding your purpose like yeah get your hands dirty you know enjoy it Um, don't be afraid to pivot don't think of it as a failure think of it as pivoting always always pivoting I pivot a bazillion times and I have pivoted a bazillion times when it's come to my career um, my parents think that I'm crazy because I always change my mind but you know what that's just me and I'm glad that I've always trusted my instincts when it's come to it thank you so much Emma I feel like this is going to be so helpful to so many people if our listeners want to hear and see more from you where can they find you so thank you so much for having me I hope that you've taken away some really tangible tools and tricks and If you want to know more, my Instagram is at sheflourishes with two S's at the end. Thank you so, so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode all about careers. We hope you took so much value from that. If you'd like to hear or see more from us, you can follow our Instagram, which is at Real Health Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would so appreciate if you could share, rate and review this podcast. Thank you for listening. And until next episode, we wish you happiness and real health.
and roll. 